This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. Luke, as you know, failure is an inevitable part of life, especially for entrepreneurs. In fact, a study by CB Insights found that 90% of startups fail, but failure doesn't have to be a bad thing. In fact, it can be a valuable learning experience that can help you grow and succeed. So today we're going to talk about the importance of failure and some tips on dealing with it. Yeah. For entrepreneurs. Reason why this topic came up for doing failing, this. Hardly. Exactly, oh, dude. Yeah. Because literally at the quarterly meeting, I said, hey, you know, our theme over the next couple of quarters is going to be to embrace our core value of the entrepreneurial spirit. And one of the core values of the entrepreneurial spirit is the the idea of failing and failing fast and not not looking at failure as a finality, but looking at a failure as a way to improve and mm-hmm. a way to get better. Everybody knows the saying, the road to success is paved with failure. And we're in this state in our business, we've grown it over the years. And this is probably the first year where our growth isn't trending the, the way we want it to trend mm-hmm. because of a myriad of different things. Some wrong choices, some wrong execution. It's just never one thing. It's always a myriad of things. But one of the biggest pain points I see in our organization is when you are failing, you tend to retreat. Mm-hmm. You tend to go into your shell instead of realizing, no, 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 this is this can be adopted as a superpower, as a good thing. Hey, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to do something different because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And if we're not getting the result we want, hey, we got to do something different and don't rest on your laurels or you'll just be like Blockbuster. Yeah. And we don't want to be blockbuster. We want to be Netflix. I don't know if we want to be Netflix today even. But (laughs) you know what I mean? You want to keep going. And so, you know, we actually, you know, when I look at our failure, I do see that, man, one of the things that we have done really well is we have failed really well over the years. We didn't even see it as failure for years and years until we got this big. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember 20 years ago when we were, when we first started this thing and watching our our CEO, uh, Steve, um, we printed our first magazine, right? And so we, we publish a, a customizable magazine for anyone who doesn't know or follow Reminder Media. Yeah. And when we began, no one else was doing this. Uh, there wasn't, now there's a, there's a handful of people that are trying to do it now, but no one yep. else was really doing it. And when we, we printed our first magazine, just to give you guys an idea, this was all new technology with digital printing. And uh, every single cover that we print has to be different. Uh, so the guts are the same for everyone, each issue, but every single cover has to be different. Never really done before at mm-hmm. that level of scale. We printed over 20,000 magazines for our first mailing. And when we got the magazines back from the printer, they wouldn't let us in. Every single magazine had like this huge black mark going across it. And we literally had to throw out 17,000, 20,000 magazines. And so we went it's back painful. for a second printing <clears throat> and that one uh, failed. And we went back for a third printing 
and literally just kept printing these magazines until we got one that that worked we actually found a great partner it's one of the primary reasons why we ended up getting it getting it done but actually showing up and spending the night at the printers on the couch and just continuing to push through those failures now today looking at it from obviously a failure can mean a lot more you know, the the bigger you get, but also kind of looking at it going like, all right, this isn't too bad. <laughs> yeah, correct. It, well, it teaches you a bunch of stuff. Like Bill Gates, you know, always said that success doesn't teach you nearly as much as failure does. And success almost breeds mediocrity, right? Because you get comfortable. But one of the things that failure teaches you is it teaches you what doesn't work. And there's so much value in experience. There's so much value in hiring the wrong person and understanding. I know this sounds crazy because I've hired so many wrong people over the years, but when you hire the wrong person, it really teaches you how important it is to to, to find the right person. Yeah, to find the right person. It really teaches you that you need to invest the time and do the due diligence and make sure you interview like later. The Hermosi says, if you don't know the position you're hiring for, what it exactly should be, you should hire at least 30 people, or I mean, interview at least 30 people before you even think about hiring so you can just learn what's out there. And so it's just like, that's an example of, man, when you fail at something, it really teaches you the importance of it. And those who don't look at their history are doomed to repeat it. But if you look at your failures as a way to learn, my gosh, it can be the most incredible thing for you to be able to scale and do your next thing. Yeah, hiring the wrong person is a perfect example. Second thing we have on our list is it helps you develop resilience. Yes. Yeah, it makes you tougher. It does make you tougher. (laughs) I mean, there's been a lot of studies done on successful people. Yeah. And one of the common things is if you want your... A child to be successful as an adult, give them a hard childhood. If you want your child to be unsuccessful as an adult, give them an easy childhood. And this is really hard for me as a parent. I have two kids right now, and I'm trying to think about like how hard do you make life on your kids to make sure they get this resilience. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like you got to let them fall down. You got to let them be embarrassed. You got to let them be nervous. You got to let them mess up. Because if they never mess up, then they will never have this resilience to be able to push through in this fortitude. And one of the things my wife has said is like she has suffered from anxiety in her life and she looks back now and she goes, I wish I was forced to stick to some of the things I gave up on oh, in yeah. my high school years yeah. because I feel like it taught me a bad character trait of I can just run from the things that are hard really? versus stick with it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, we got we to force our kids. But there's always a balance in everything in life, but it yeah. does teach you that resilience. Absolutely. I like this next one because I never really thought about this, but it's so true that actually failing or failure actually helps you get more creative, mm-hmm. right? Actually helps you come up with more creative solutions yep. for a problem versus maybe taking the easy road or maybe just getting lucky the first time. Yeah, 100%. And I think if you view life that way, it's like you're solving problems and your job is to come up with the creative ways to solve them. This is the thing about sales, right? It's 99% rejection. So you have to change your relationship with the word no. You have to change your relationship with the rejection. The same applies, right, in this um, idea of when you fail, you have to change your relationship with the failure because you need to see it as just another opportunity. How how many times did they, uh, what's his name, fail creating the light bulb? I mean, what was it, a thousand times? 
yeah, who knows, know. right? But um, if you think about it, right, it just gave him another way to be creative, to think about it a new way. Think about the deal that you haven't closed. What's another creative way you can get in front of them? Maybe you've called them and called them and called them and they haven't answered. Have you have you sent them a text? Have you sent them a DM? Mm. One guy who was prospecting me for payroll HR software sent me a whole case of white monsters because he That's saw that I was drinking white monsters all the time on my Instagram and he sent me a whole case of white monsters. He got a meeting with me. He was creative. He kept failing. He was reaching out on LinkedIn. He was reaching out through email. He was reaching out through phone call. Never paid attention to him. Sent me a case of white monsters because he got creative. He tried something new because of his past failures. And all of a sudden, he got a meeting with me. Yeah. Next one kind of relates to the first one. Goes hand in hand with teaching what doesn't work. But this also uh, failure helps you learn from your mistakes and and reflect on what went wrong. Yeah, well... It actually forces you to... Yeah, sometimes it forces you. I don't... Some people don't learn from (laughs) their mistakes. Some people don't learn from their mistakes. But yes, when you look at your failure, like, you got to go, okay, what is this teaching me? What is this teaching me? Because it's teaching you something. Mm -hmm. Like, every failure... and, And one of our core values is extreme ownership. So we have entrepreneurial spirit as a core value. We have extreme ownership as a core value. And it's like one of the things that irritates me the most in people is they don't take ownership of their failure and see it as like, hey, what is this teaching you? Because the reason why our company is not growing right now at the rate we want is my failure. Whether it's I didn't influence the leaders the correct way. I didn't pick the right leaders. We didn't prick pick the right strategy. I didn't follow through on the strategy enough. I didn't provide the right resources. I didn't encourage people the right stuff. I didn't check in enough. Like if you start reflecting on your mistake, on your failure, oh my gosh, the things that come out to you. So think about your sales pitch. If you didn't close the deal, you didn't hit the right pain point or desire. Yeah, You you did not present the right way. So how do you reflect on the failure of your sales pitch that didn't close the deal to actually go, where did I go wrong? And do you even think about it? Nine times out of 10, I guarantee you you do a listing presentation, you do an insurance pitch and you don't close the deal and you're probably not even replaying it in your mind. Yeah. It goes back to, I can't remember if it was John Miller was his name, but uh, the guy who wrote the book, the question behind QBQ, question behind the question. And it really is, you know, uh, kind of going off of what you said there, when something goes wrong, so often our, our natural uh, reaction is to look outward. And the question behind the question is all about only asking questions that involve you. Mm. So what could I have done better? What should I have done? What could? How could I do it differently going forward? How could I understand this problem better? And really getting getting that self-reflection versus, oh, the market was bad or this person failed me or didn't do what they were supposed to do. And that's really, that is truly extreme ownership is looking inward and asking those questions behind the question. Number five on our list of uh, importance of failures is it gives you the opportunity to start over. Yeah, exactly. Some people don't see Yeah, some people don't see the gift of starting over. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's- Is that where we're we're just going to start over? Well, we're going to start over in our strategy. (laughs) That's for sure. We're going to start over on a lot of things. But I think, you know, you, you, when you get old, get older, I should say, you appreciate the things of life, like the ability to start new, the ability to have another day, the ability to um, really attack a problem a different way. And it's like failure, though it is painful, hey, gives you a fresh start. If you, if you got fired at your company because you failed, 
you get to start over. Yeah. You get you get to redefine yourself. You get yeah. to start again, and that's an amazing gift. So many stories of that we've all heard of of these these people who have started over late in life. Colonel Sanders with you know KFC mm-hmm. didn't get his first successful in a chain or a uh, restaurant until he was in his sixties. Um, Sam Walton with Walmart, right. In, yep. in his fifties or sixties, yep. uh, had to start over multiple, multiple times. And so I think the I, proof is, is in those who came before us. I was just talking to one of our sales executives and they love it here at reminder media and they're crushing it. Love it. And they got laid off in the pandemic. Mm. Right. And it wasn't their failure that got them laid off, but they were thinking to themselves, they were so upset at the time. And now they look at it as like, well, what a blessing that I got laid off that I was able to find this job because I would have never found this job and started here without the layoff. And, you know, there's a saying out there that life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Mm. Right. And so, everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. And you can, you can use that as something to actually move you in the right direction. But so often people just use it to par- paralyze themselves, basically to mope, to become a victim. Yeah. And it's like, don't do that. Going to recap here a little mm-hmm. bit just on uh, tips for dealing with failure. And I think this talks a little bit about that idea of not moping is to don't take it personally. Yeah, correct. Right. It's not, I mean, it is your fault, but it doesn't mean that you're bad or that yep. you are incompetent. Just no it victimhood just, mentality. Yeah. Like stop, stop playing the victim. It doesn't help you. Yeah. Uh, number two here under tips for dealing with it. Don't dwell on it. Yep. Don't take it personally. Don't dwell on it. What's the, um, who there's a uh, football player gives himself 10 seconds. What is it? 10 seconds to, uh, I don't bad? know. I know the, um, uh, Mel Robinson rule, right? Oh no, that's Jocko. Jocko has the venting. Give yourself, oh. uh, minute to vent minute or to vent, you know, and then 10 get seconds to vent and yeah. then get over it. Never think about it again. Number three, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. I think so many people are, uh, feel like that's a sign of weakness or a sign of, oh, I don't know what I'm doing if I go and find someone who's been here before and yeah. actually ask them for help. You know, what's interesting as I've grown this company with you, isn't it amazing how like you're just desperate for your leaders to admit when they don't know something <laughs> and to ask for help and to be transparent and real. I struggled with that for so many years. I thought I had to have the answer. Yeah. I thought I had to have the answer. Like the, my value was in knowing the right answer. Yeah. And it's like, no, your value is in the fact that you can go learn and go, find, the, find right the right answer. answer. Yeah. It's, it's your value is in the realness of like you going, Hey, I, I don't understand this. We need to bring somebody else in. Like it is amazing. Like what true leadership is, is the willingness to be and admit who you are, admit your strengths and your weaknesses and be real in that. Fourth tip on dealing with failure is to celebrate your successes even if they're small yeah so when you have a podcast on failure you don't want to just leave with saying hey (laughs) it's okay to fail it's okay to fail it's okay to fail you still want to win you still want to celebrate those successes Um, and the balance of that i think is what actually plays to be true everything in life is in moderation everything in life is a push and a pull so you need balance right you need to embrace your failure you need to understand what it gives to you and then you also need to celebrate your successes so your failures aren't as hard Absolutely. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. If you like this episode and want to share your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review. And the best way to support the show is to share the podcast with someone that you know. I don't know if you uh, heard this. Uh, Did you hear what Buzz Aldrin, you know Buzz Aldrin? Mm -hmm. You're familiar with Buzz Aldrin uh, said the other day. He's 93 years old, by the way. That's a man. That's a life. I hope I make it to 93.
That's not the dad joke. Uh, here's what he said. I was like, it went over my head again. <laughs> yeah, this I know. Time. He says, hi, I'm Buzz Aldrin. Second person to step on the moon. Kneel before me. <laughs> oh, I thought that was cute. Oh, wow. I thought that was cute. I, um, I went to the national, this isn't a dad joke. I actually did go to the National Air and Space Museum nice. uh, the other week. And I saw, I don't know if you guys knew this, but like whenever they were trying to get to the moon, they had to test like distances and how long people could, could survive in space. And this mm. freaked me out <laughs> because we saw a capsule and it was the Gemini 7 capsule. And they were in seats about as small as like a VW bug. And they had like a six inch window oh, inches away from their face. That would terrify no, me. For, I would freak out. For 14 days. Ooh. They had to sit in this capsule for 14 days to prove that like we could make it to the moon. And then they said like a, the Apollo 11 uh, shuttle that actually went to the moon felt like a luxury resort compared to this thing. Sitting in this little capsule. Jeez. I would go mad. Then that just yeah. You go, yeah I sat in the plane. Down. I sat in Steve's plane for yeah, and you were three hours and out. freaking out. Yeah, that's <laughs> dude. That's so crazy. But you actually believe we went to the moon? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, next podcast. If you like to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast for this episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike, guys. I'm Luke Acre. Your action item from this is you need to embrace and change your relationship with failure. You need to see it as something that you can learn from. It will teach you resilience. Don't ignore it. Don't become a victim. Don't dwell on it. Ask for help to get better. Your failure is what actually leads you to the success, right? You need to take action. You need to track your results and you need to pivot. It's a literally that process that builds a business and builds a great life. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today.